What is up, homies? Welcome back to the NBA Hoops at Lunch show here on the Outkick Bets podcast feed. I'm the host, Jeff Clark, and it's not really Hoops at Lunch today. Um, I'm, I'm doing it at 8.20 a.m. Pacific Standard Time because there is a lot of afternoon games. It's Martin Luther King Day, which is low-key one of the better NBA regular season days of the, of the year. Um, I would actually consider this MLK Day slate a little lackluster in comparison to other MLK days, but there's still some good action. There's nine games. I have three bets in these nine games, so uh, I'm excited to to start sweating them early in the in the afternoon here in the east or on the west coast, and hopefully I give uh, the listeners enough time to to gather this information and either fade or follow it. I'm also obviously going to put out written uh, the written forms of these bets and handicaps I'm giving out here um, later today. So look out for that on outkick.com backslash sports betting. Um, but let's get into, actually, before we get into the, the, the Monday handicaps and picks that I have, let me first uh, recap a losing Friday. I had a 7-5 and five week last week, 13-10 um, and 10 here since starting the NBA Hoops at Lunch show, but went 1-2 and two on Friday, which really, really stunk. Um, I whiffed with the New York Knicks minus 4.5. At the Washington Wizards, Knicks were, uh, they ended up winning 112 to 108. They were up six with like 3.8 seconds remaining when Kyle Kuzma hit a, a meaningless floater um, as time expired. They, it wasn't meaningless to me, obviously. Um, the, the Knicks ended up only winning by four, and we got hooked in that one because of Kuzma's end of the game floater. So that sucks. Um, and then we went. We hit the, uh, well, we didn't hit, but we bet the over 234 in the Pelicans-Pistons, which was a loser. The Pelicans won 116 to 110. Two of the quarters went over, two of the quarters went under, but it was trending around 233 entering the fourth quarter, so really can't make an argument we were on the right side of that one. It's just a, a bad read by, by myself. Uh, we move along, though. The third best bet that I had on Friday was the under 224.5 in the Nuggets-Clippers game. I uh, ended up falling asleep early in that one. Uh, the Nuggets won, I think, 115-103. to 103. It was a scary first quarter, uh, first quarter, scary 66-point first quarter, in fact. But the other three quarters went under the total. And, um, again, I fell asleep, but from what I gather, it was a – pretty easy win outside of the first quarter so again 13 and 10 so far since starting this podcast and or the NBA hoops at lunch show it's been two weeks it's the third um starting off with again a nine game MLK day slate um I have three picks the first one I'm going under 222 and a half in the Pelicans Clippers which tips off at three uh, PM Eastern Standard Time. The Pelicans are obviously missing. It's two All Stars and Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. But uh, the Pelicans have gone over the total in two of their last or three of their last four games. So maybe um, we can zag on their recent performance and recent um, streak of overs. There is some reverse line movement headed south of the total. Pelicans Cavaliers opened with a 223.5 point total. 
Um, it got down to 222, but now it seems to be balancing out at 222 and a half. Um, but this is despite roughly 80% of the action at DraftKings Sportsbook being on the over. So it, whether it be a trap line or, or um, sharp betters are, are hitting the under in Pelicans, Cavaliers, there's, there's some sus- suspicious line movement here in this game um, regarding the total. Also, the Pelicans could be road-weary. They are on the final of a five-game uh, road trip. Pelicans have gone under the total in five of their past six games after two days of rest. They last played on uh, Friday, again, beating the Pelicans, uh, whereas Cleveland lost at the Timberwolves Saturday in its previous outing. So the uh, Pelicans have two days off. The The Cavaliers only have one, hence the um, the rest edge for the Pelicans. Um but the Cavs are returning home after a five-game road trip themselves. They are two and nine to the under, and it's in their last eleven games following a road trip of seven days or longer. Also, going back to the rest edge thing again, Pelicans have gone under the total in five of the past six games after a two-day rest. They're zero and five to the under when playing with a rest edge this season. They have a, a crazy minus seventeen point three margin on the total. Um, in those games, the Cavaliers are two and four to the under when playing on a rest disadvantage, and they have a minus four point eight um, total margin towards the under in that one. Uh, both offenses are kind of middle of the road in terms of efficiency over the last two weeks, but each team's defense has a higher rating than their offenses, so um, we could get a, a good defensive battle here. Uh, both teams don't send opponents to the foul line often, and each do a good job of closing out um, defensive possessions with rebounds. Also, the Cavs play at the slowest pace in the NBA, um, given Cleveland's edge in the backcourt with Darius Garland and and uh, Donovan Mitchell. I feel like they're going to do a better job of controlling the pace of this game. And since the beginning of last season, Cleveland is 17-29-1 to the under, as home favorites, and they have a minus 2.5 over-under margin in those games. So we're going to go under 222.5 in the Pelicans-Clippers game as our first MLK Day best bet. Moving along to a divisional matchup between the Miami Heat and the Atlanta Hawks, which tips off at 3.30 Pacific Eastern Standard Time. Excuse me. We're going to take the Heat minus 115 on the money line. I'd lay up to two and a half with Miami um, if this money line got over one minus one thirty. But as of right now, I'll lock in a Miami Heat bet at minus one fifteen. The Hawks have been on the road for six of the last seven games, so they could be a little sluggish in their return home. Typically, you want to fade NBA teams returning home after a long road trip. We're kind of doing that with uh, the Pelicans Cavaliers under, as you know I just talked about. But the Heat. Beat up on the Hawks without Jimmy Butler, 106-98 in their first meeting of the season in Atlanta. And Miami just has a massive coaching edge in this scenario with Eric Spolstra versus Nate McMillan, who I actually kind of like Nate McMillan, but it seems like it's not a it's not a good fit. Trey Young could possibly be requesting a trade out of Atlanta. Um, he's, he's kind of a coach killer, um, but 
be that as it may, Eric Spolstra is the guy in Miami and is one of the better head coaches in the NBA. He's the reason Miami were the one seed last year in the Eastern Conference playoffs, and Spolstra is the reason the Heat are in playoff contention this season, despite the plethora of injuries like they did, like they had last year. I mean, Jimmy Butler is always in and out of the lineup. Bam Adebayo has dealt with injuries. Tyler Hero missed uh, Miami's previous game. Um, and I think the the, uh, the the coaching edge that Miami has pretty much every night uh, definitely factors into how they how they perform in division. Uh, the Heat are an NBA best 17-8-2 against the number in division games since last season. They have a plus 5.1 spread differential in those games. They're 4-1-1 against the number versus division foes this season with a plus 4.2 ATS margin. And, um, again, like my assumption is that Spolstra's familiarity with division opponents are the big reason why the Heat are profitable in these spots. Um, again, since the beginning of last season, the Heat are 23, 20 and three straight up as favorites in division. They have a plus, uh, 10.1 margin of victory. So Heat just kill it against Southeast division foes. Um, they've covered seven of the last 10 meetings with Atlanta, which includes a uh, 4-1 first-round playoff series win by Miami over Atlanta last year. Miami's key to victory in those games, and, and, and in general, is winning the battle of possessions. The Heat had a higher rebounding margin in six of those 10 meetings. They had fewer turnovers in six of the of the, the 10 meetings, with two of them um, the Heat were tied in uh, turnover margin with 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 the Hawks. So the Hawks have only won the possession battle two out of the ten games that they've played the Heat over the last two seasons. And Miami's defense is is phenomenal. The Hawks are only twenty first in offensive rating. They got a high pace because they just hurry up and take terrible uh, long contested twos. But um, they also have the third worst shot quality in the NBA. So Atlanta is a little too easy to defend. Uh, the Heat are fourth in defensive rating. They allow the fewest paint points per game. So anytime Trey Young is coming downhill or the Hawks try to get in the interior, that's kind of the teeth of Miami's defense. Uh, this season, the Heat are 11-6 and six straight up versus bottom 10 offenses. Atlanta is 8-10 and 10 straight up versus top 10 defenses so I'm willing to play it up to Miami minus two and a half if this uh money line gets gets a little too expensive but as of right now with you guys with the homies I am uh taking Miami Heat minus 115 at the Atlanta Hawks and my my third and final MLK day best bet is the Grizzlies at the Suns um tips off at 6 p.m eastern standard time don't have a lot of analysis on this. This is more of like a vibe pick. I will include it in the write-up though, but I'm going under the Phoenix Suns team total of 108.5. I think I gave this out on outkick.com when these two teams last played December 27th. I know I bet it personally, and I was on the losing end of that game. Um... Um, I, I bet this exact same bet. I went under the Phoenix Suns team total. I'm not sure what it was at the time, but the the logic was 
just Miami, Memphis has the best defense in the league. At the time, they had the best defense at home. Now they have the best defense throughout the entire NBA, including home. Um, and the uh, the Phoenix Suns are obviously banged up. Their, their offense just is a shell of, it, of its former self. Um, without Chris Paul and Devin Booker in the lineup, they're also still missing Cam Johnson, even though he's trending towards playing. They're still missing Cameron Hay- uh, Cameron Payne. Um, so they have a, a bunch of backups that are in the in the, the the guard rotation, and a bunch of backups that are um, actually starting in the uh, uh, for in the backcourt for Phoenix. Um, including Dwayne Washington Jr. and Landry Shamet, who both balled out um, when the Phoenix Suns beat the Memphis Grizzlies 125-108 December 27th. I'm expecting the Memphis Grizzlies to want to get a little bit of payback um, and also a little regression out of Phoenix's offense. They hit 55% of their threes against Memphis um, December 27th. Dwayne Washington Jr. went five and nine. He had twenty six points. Um, Landry Shaman actually didn't even play in the game. Chris Paul had fourteen points, which whatever doesn't contribute that much to the to the to to the Suns hitting their over team total. But it was just an an embarrassing performance out of the Memphis Grizzlies defense, which is really good typically, and um at home. And I'm expecting a bit of a slump-busting performance out of the Memphis Grizzlies this uh, th- this um, this game. They've allowed at least 112 in six straight games, so their defense is due for a slump-busting performance. Um, they do have the sixth best rate of wide-open threes allowed, so they allow the sixth fewest uh, wide-open threes, and with how banged up Phoenix's offense is and and the absences of Devin Booker and Chris Paul. I, I see, I struggle to find a way that the Suns are going to be able to score points in this one. Um, and, and over the last two weeks, the Suns have the absolute worst offensive rating in the NBA and not in garbage time, according to cleaning the glass.com. So the combination of the Suns putting it, putting it on the Grizzlies, on December 27th, plus Phoenix's just terrible offense over the last two weeks, plus Memphis becoming the best defensive team in the league with Jaron Jackson healthy and, and in the lineup. I'm going to take the Memphis Grizzlies to, to hold the Suns under 108.5 points. So the official bet is Phoenix Suns team total 108.5 under. So... My other two bets, again, quick recap. I am um, going under 222.5 in the Pelicans-Cavaliers game, and I'm taking the Miami Heat minus 115 on the money line when they visit the Atlanta Hawks. And that's it. That's the ML Day, M- uh, the, uh, <laughs> the NBA Hoops at Lunch, this time brunch show here on the Outkick Bets feed, bets feed for MLK Day. Uh Best of luck to you guys. I'm sure all, most of you are going to be locked in to the Bucks Cowboys um, NFL Wild Card matchup, which I'll have obviously on the TV as well. Um, I, I have the Bucks in that one. You can you can check out my handicap and rationale for that pick on Outkick.com backslash Sport Betting. 
Um, but show my podcast some love on social media if you enjoy what you're hearing or you like the analysis and or give me a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Peace.